Welcome to God's Eternal Purpose Radio Broadcast, brought to you by the Church in Accra as one of the local churches in Ghana. We bring you a life-changing fellowship every Saturday at 8 o'clock to 8.30 a.m. on Sweet Melodies 94.3 FM. And now, today's message. Welcome to God's Eternal Purpose Radio Broadcast. We come to you once again in your homes. And today is a panel discussion. The Just Ended series was the gospel series under the title, The Gospel, God's Good News of Salvation for Man to Participate in His Eternal Purpose. So it was seven messages in all. And after these messages, we had some questions that came in. We would want to spend some time to answer these questions and to help us answer these questions jasper sister sharon brother francis and i am joe let us pray father we are very grateful for such a time like this amen we thank you for the richness of your word amen we thank you your word is life and is spirit we pray that there will be such entrance into such word. Amen. May give life to all our listeners. Amen. May our life never be the same. Amen. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Joel. Amen. So following these messages from the gospel series, we had a few questions that came through. Mm-hmm. So the first question, God said, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, of it you shall not For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So the first question comes, why didn't Adam die immediately, but he died after about 900 years? Brother Francis, can you please? God said, if you eat of the tree, you shall surely die. So this is a pronouncement of death sentence which God made. It is just like uh, in a law court whereby a judge pronounces a death sentence for a person who has committed an offense which is punishable by death. Mm. Usually, it is not immediately that the person is killed. Sometimes it takes years. Howbeit, the person will still be on death row and he will surely be executed. Mm. So from the moment Adam partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the sentence of death came upon him. And this sentence of death has been hanging over humanity. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, Paul says that we have this sentence of death in ourselves. So all men surely will die, however long it takes. Mm. In the case of Adam, he died 900 years later. But we all understand that hours come too soon these days. Less than 120 years. Okay, so does that mean that the death mentioned in the verse in Genesis 2.17, does it mean that the death mentioned here is only physical or applies only to the physical? Brother Joel, can you please take this for us? Um, No. The death the Bible talks about is always in two aspects. 
So we see this in Ephesians 2, 1 and 5. You being dead in your sins and offenses. And this death is spiritual. And we see in Romans 6, 23. The wages of sin is death. This is a physical one. Two kinds of death are implied in these two verses. The first death is spiritual. When you commit sins. You will be walking around alive but cut off from your fellowship with God. And you become estranged in your relationship with him as a source of real life. So you are dead because you are cut off from fellowship with God, who is life. Now the second death, which is a physical death, this one starts in a process. Your physical weakness, sickness, diseases, etc. And eventually it ends in the grave. So because of sin, we are not living but dying gradually every day. Until we fall down and have to be buried. So all men are destined to die. Romans 5.12. Okay, so Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as through one man, sin entered into the world, and through sin, death. Mm. And thus, death passed on to all men because all have sinned. So death today is both spiritual death and physical death. And this is because of man's sin. So a statement was made. Um, it says, so every man is destined to die as a result of the fall of Adam. But can this change? Mm. Brother Jasper, can you please take this for us? Yes, this can surely change. And it is a matter of choice. When man chooses to accept the gospel of Jesus Christ and believes in him, he passes from death into life. Amen. He is saved from perishing to receive eternal life in Christ Jesus. John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his son to die for us. And this death takes care of the death of man. Okay, so passing on from death into life, once we accept the gospel of Jesus Christ and believe in him, does it apply spiritually, physically? Brother Francis, can you please answer this question so, for us? It applies in this life spiritually. Mm-hmm. Okay. When anyone receives the life of Christ, he is born again and he becomes a new creature. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. The spiritual birth re- restores man into fellowship with God. Amen. So this is a condition where now man is able to participate in God's life mm. and all the benefits that such participation affords. Mm. So when man receives God or is rather received by God through the gospel, man is returned to God. Amen. Man is restored to the pathway ordained by God for him mm. from the beginning as a vessel for God's glory. Mm. And Passing from death into life is also uh, physical. And this will be in the future, in the coming kingdom, for everyone who has received eternal life in Christ Jesus. So the spiritual life we have received today is working in us. And it is repairing all the damage caused by sin. Day by day, life is being imparted to the body. And it is being freed from death. By the time Christ comes the second time, the body will not die again. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 53. Amen. 
Amen. So we see that man fell, and as a result, there was a death sentence that was put on him by God because he disobeyed God's law. And we see that man can also come out of this death sentence by believing and receiving Christ as life. Another question came up. So does this mean that without the gospel, there's no way for man to get back to God? Yes, there's no way. The gospel must be preached. Man must receive the gospel in one way or the other, however it is. Man must receive a message of hope from God. That tells man that in spite of his condition, all is not lost. That there is restoration in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. John 1 verse 12 says, As many as received him, he gave them the power to become children of God. So this message of hope then ignites in man faith in Christ. Man begins to know and then accept that he is in a helpless situation and needs a savior. Man will then realize that God loves him and has already made a provision for his salvation through the death and resurrection of Jesus. And the man will then believe this finished work as a fact. It is this faith in God alone that saves man and not any work on the part of man. Mm -hmm. This faith is generated from within man by hearing the word of Christ. Amen. Romans 10 verse 14. Thus, the gospel as a means of conveying God's message of hope for the salvation of man is indispensable. Amen. And Amen. there must be people who proclaim it to others. Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen. The gospel is indispensable. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's why we have to wow. preach the gospel. Amen. Amen. Okay, so That's man good. must receive first the gospel mm. in order to be able to preach it as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Amen. So another question that came up was, is it wrong for man to strive to seek material possessions for his satisfaction? So man's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. That's Luke 12, 15. And we also know from Matthew, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? So with these verses points to the fact that there's more to life than outer possessions or reward. Our Heavenly Father knows what we need for our material comfort. And it's not wrong to work for comforts and rewards of life. But we must seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And all other things shall be added to us. These priorities of life must be set right. Moreover, we must know that there are things which outward rewards or possession cannot buy or secure. Essential things in life like happiness, joy, peace, satisfaction, contentment, life security, etc., that release man from fear, anxiety, worry, trouble, stress, and the like are not gained from material things. Mm. Yeah. So it is wow. only God that will satisfy man. Mm. So the pursuing things other than God will lead you in despair. Okay. Amen. So if I get this right, because man was made in the image and likeness of God, 
his content ideally must be God. Yeah. And it's only God that would bring man this satisfaction, satisfaction. as opposed to looking for material mm-hmm. things to fill that maybe a void mm-hmm. that he's feeling. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for that explanation. So mm-hmm. the next question that we have here is if sins are acts that need to be forgiven, mm-hmm. does sin as a power also need to be forgiven? How are we freed from sin as a power? Brother Francis, can you please? To answer this question, I think we need to read First John chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. First John chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. If we say that we do not have sin, we are deceiving ourselves, mm. and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we do not have sin, mm. singular, yeah. we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. Mm. But if we confess our sins, sins, he's faithful and righteous to forgive us and to cleanse us from all oh. unrighteousness. So, Amen. sins as deeds or acts are forgiven when we confess them to God. So, sinful deeds or sinful acts are forgiven by God when they are confessed. But sin as a nature, as we saw in the first part of the verse, that one is a power and it must be broken. It is just like a tree. You don't deal with the problem of a wrong tree by plucking the, the fruits. You have to uproot it. So, sin as a power or nature is like a tree mm. of sin. And it must be uprooted. Yeah. And God dealt with sin in such a way. Amen. He dealt with it in a very drastic way. Mm. That is why he caused his son to come as a human being, mm. as the son of man, to take upon himself sinful flesh. And then he died as a human being. And then when he died, he resurrected. So by his death, he's able to give man the power to overcome death. Mm. By his resurrection, he gives man the power also to live and overcoming life over sin and death. So this is how God dealt with the problem of sin as our nature. He replaced us. Christ had to come and die for us. So today, when we accept the fact that we died with Christ, and then we know the truth of that fact, then we can reckon ourselves as dead to sin. Mm, And in such a way, the experience of overcoming death becomes real to us. Amen. And we will, you will find out that now in your living, you begin to live as a person who has overcome death in your nature. Amen. 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 We see this in Romans chapter 6, from verse 6 to verse 11. Yeah. I would just like to read it. Yeah. Knowing this, mm. that our old man was crucified with him. Amen that the body of sin might be done away with, Amen. that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Amen. For he who has died has been freed from sin. 
Mm. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Amen. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Mm. Death no longer has dominion over him. Amen. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. Amen. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Verse 11. Likewise, you also mm. reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, mm. but alive to God Amen. in Christ Jesus our Lord. Our Lord. Amen. 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 Okay, so we see that sin has already been dealt with on the cross. Amen. And our role as believers is for us to believe in this fact yeah. and accept it. Yeah. And accept that it's God we are living for now. Amen. 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 Thank you for the clarity. Um, okay, so another question that came up is, if the law came after sin, then what is the law of sin? Mm. Um, brother, Joel, can you please take that for us? Yeah. First of all, sin is a transgression of law. Okay. And we see that in 1 John 3, 4. And also in Romans 4, 15, there can not be sin where there is no law. Okay. So, God is God, and because of that, every word of his is law. Mm. God's word to Adam, not to eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, was a law. And Adam's disobedience was a transgression of that law. So law did not come after sin. Law was there. And it's the transgression of that law that brought in sin. So now to talk about the law of sin, the law of sin has nothing to do with the law as given by God. The law of sin does not mean that the law given by God is sinful or it is a sinful law. No. The law of sin is an expression that indicates that Adam's initial sin of disobedience had developed to a state that it was operating like a natural principle or law which cannot be just washed away. Sin has taken roots like a tree and is bearing fruit according to its kind. It means that sin as a law is operating automatically in humanity any time a certain condition is met. Sin will be its fruit. So, for example, we have in the natural laws like gravity, electricity, motion, and etc. These laws are no respect of person. Whether you're a king or a slave, a child or a female, if you violate these laws, you will pay or suffer the consequences. Yeah. In the same way, such is the law of sin. Mm. If you fall into the realm of sin, you will commit shameful acts, steal, fornicate, adultery, insult, fight, etc. Whether you are a Christian or a non-Christian, sin does not discriminate. Sin does not spare anyone who gets it into its path. You may be a preacher, you may be a church goer, you may be a faithful member. Once the conditions necessary for sin is met, you will commit them. So you must escape sin through another life. And this life is in Christ. So there is an operation of the law of sin. And everybody is under such law. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we see that the law God gives is actually a word. It's his word, Mm -hmm. which is the law. And the law of sin comes about from the power and the nature of sin in itself. Mm. And the only way we can escape this is by believing in Christ and receiving him. That's when we'll be brought out of this. So another question that came up was, 
why was there no law between the period between Adam and Moses, mm. especially if it was man that disobeyed God? Brother Jasper, can you please answer this for us? Yes. Um, there has always been the law. Mm. Any speaking of God that he requires a response from man must be obeyed. Mm-hmm. Every disobedience is a transgression of law and is punishable. As we see in Hebrews 2 2. Yeah. The law was given through Moses. John 1 17 tells us. Mm. The law mentioned here is in respect of the commandment given through Moses. Amen. Generally speaking, mm. any speaking or word of God in a given situation that exacts a specific response or conduct from man constitutes a law and that must be obeyed. Mm. God's word sets a code of conduct for man's behavior in his relationship with God or with other human beings. It is not left to the discretion of man, you and I, to obey or not. Don't believe in or failure to abide by any word or speaking of God mm. regarding any specific situation. Yeah. No matter where you are, no matter what the situation is, constitutes disobedience. It constitutes disrespect, an offense, a trespass, unrighteousness, transgression that provokes the wrath of God and receives a just recompense from God. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Amen. So in relation to hearing God's voice, when you believe in Christ, do you immediately hear God speaking? Mm. Yes. You hear God speaking, but because you may not be used to it at first, you have to go through successive experiences to be trained by God to know his speaking. Mm. By obedience, you will get to understand and know his speaking. Mm. We are talking about God speaking, but it may not necessarily be a voice. It is a wide range of experiences by which God gradually trains you and you get to know God subjectively. This is what we are referring to as God speaking. It may be like you used to engage in a certain activity or habit before you became a Christian or born again by Christ. Then, after becoming a Christian, you wanted to engage in the former manner of life. But unconsciously, you get a feeling of restraint Mm. that does not give you the liberty to go ahead. This is God speaking, and it will be guiding you in other aspects of your life as you listen to it and you obey now, may I use this example about uh, this is a real-life experience of a Christian who just got uh, born again. He said that uh, before he became a Christian, he, he usually went to a restaurant with other friends. And then when they go to the restaurant, they will sit close to the, to the door. And then when they have been served and they have eaten the food, when the waiter goes in to serve other people, he will quickly sneak out and will not pay and run away. <laughs> so on the day after he got saved, they went 
as usual to the restaurant with his friends. And after eating, they wanted to sneak out. So his two friends sneaked out. Hmm. But he said that for a strange reason, he couldn't move. He waited for the waiter and paid the bill for himself and his friends. When he went out, his friends started chiding him for not coming with them. He himself was wondering why he hadn't left with them. Mm. They said that he had changed. Actually, he used to be the one who was leading those escapes. But he has forgotten about the previous day's salvation experience. It was after he got home and was considering the whole thing over and over that he remembered the previous day's gospel meeting that he attended and he gave his life to Christ. Amen. Then he realized that while sitting there, he had thought to himself, you can't leave. Mm. Just wait and pay. Mm. So later on in a Christian meeting some weeks later, there was some mention of God speaking in the believers. That is when he realized that that must have been the Lord speaking to him. That is why he couldn't run away and he has to stay and pay the bill for the food he and his friends ate. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That was very inspiring. You see that God speaks to us in many ways and it may not be something that we are used to, but he speaks to us. And in the case of this brother, the example, it was a restraint that did not allow him to leave the rest. So thank you, Brother Jasper, Brother Francis, and Brother Joel for answering these questions for us. So in summary, you looked at God speaking in the beginning and man disobeyed. Mm. And as a result, there was a death sentence on man. And God, in his love, sent his son to die for man, to take this sin, the sin that came with man's fall, the nature, the power, take it to the cross that all those who believe in him might be freed from the power of sin. We are really grateful for the answers that we've received today. Amen. Brother Joel, I'll hand it over back to you. Okay. So it has been a very fruitful discussion. And if you are listening to us as a believer, you have received the Lord as your Savior. And for some reason, you are still caught up in the bondage of sin. Just as we heard in the discussions, The sin nature has been dealt with in Christ Jesus. And on the cross, he actually nailed it there. Amen. This is an accomplished fact you should believe in. You should believe that sin will not have lordship over you. So believe that the work of Christ actually dealt with your sin. You don't have to be in bondage to sin. Amen. All you have to do is you recognize and begin to confess these sins you commit. And the Lord will forgive you. Amen. For the one who is listening to me who has not received the Lord Jesus, man is fallen. And because of this fall, we are all destined to die. And this death, as we saw, is not just in the flesh or physical. It will ultimately lead to the final death, which is a very spiritual one in the lake of fire. But you can escape this. Christ died for our sin. Christ was sacrificed for us to have the life of God. Amen. So if you are listening to me, you can receive this Christ into your life Jeez. and escape this death that will befall humanity in the ultimate day of judgment. 
You can bow down your head wherever you are and pray with me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Make me a child of God. Amen. If you pray this short prayer, believe that you have received the life of God. Believe that your sins are forgiven and enjoy the newness of life. Amen. All too soon we have come to the end of our panel discussions. Amen. The Lord bless you for listening in and tuning in to God's Eternal Purpose Radio Broadcast. We hope to see you next week with new series. And I hope you invite your friends and tell your friends about this broadcast. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. Brother Francis, please pray for us. So let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Amen. we thank you for the words that you have given unto us. Amen. You said your words will not return unto you void. Amen. It will accomplish the purpose for which you sent them. Amen. Lord, may these words liberate your people from the bondage of sin Amen. and break the yoke of slavery Amen. upon those who have believed in you and yet are beset Amen. with many sins. Amen. And those who haven't yet believed in you by confessing your name and yeah. praying and accepting the Lord Jesus, Amen. we know that you have saved them and brought them into the kingdom of the Son of your love. Amen. We have passed from death into life. And Lord, today we are not in the kingdom of darkness again. Amen. We are in the kingdom of your son. Amen. We are in the kingdom of light. Amen. Lord, may the newness of life which we have received in Christ Jesus, Amen. may it continue to work within us Amen. and we will live by this new life which you have given unto us so that as we have been created by you as vessels of glory, Amen. Lord, we will live to express you to the full and be a strong testimony for you. Amen. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 See you next week. Have a fruitful week. Amen. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to God's Eternal Purpose Radio Broadcast brought to you by the church in Accra as one of the local churches in Ghana. Fellowship with the church in Accra by joining our virtual Bible study meeting links and fellowships on Sundays, 9.30 to 12 o'clock p.m., Wednesdays at 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m., and Fridays, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. You may contact us for further fellowship and joining links by calling us on 0200-117-222 or 0274-433-100 or 0246-962607. The numbers again are 0200 222 or 0274 or 0246 You can send any questions by WhatsApping us on the same numbers. Check us up on the various social media platforms including podcasts by searching God's Eternal Purpose Broadcast. 
the local churches, living for Christ and the church till his kingdom come. Praising my Savior.